the Style by Mary Michelle, a podcast designed to empower you through personal style. I'm your host, Mary Michelle Nidefer, a master style coach, founder of Style Finder Boutique, and creator of the Style Finder ID system. I'm here to help you know what to wear, how to wear it, and how to get dressed in seven minutes or less. Let's go. Hey friends, I hope you're having a fabulous week. Today I have some great, great, great information to share with you. My topic for today is the real reason women hate to shop and how you can learn to love it. All right, so which side of the fence are you on? Do you love shopping or do you hate it with a passion? I am actually a shopping lover, which is, you know, I think it just comes with being a style coach. I teach other women how to shop. And what I've learned over the years is that a lot of women don't like to shop. I grew up shopping with my mom, my sister, my aunts, my grandmother. We used to all pile in the station wagon. And actually, I live in Raleigh now, but we would drive from Southern Pines to Raleigh the day after Christmas uh, or the day after Thanksgiving on Black Friday before it got like way out of control. We would all pile into the station wagon and come up to Raleigh and go to the mall and shop the sales. And I think that's when, really when my love for shopping started because, you know, it was just a bonding experience and we would all go to the mall and sometimes we'd go shopping together or we'd break off into our separate groups and then we'd come back and we'd have show and tell. We'd show each other what we'd bought and if we got a great bargain, we'd certainly share what kind of bargains we got and it was just a lot of fun. So I have fabulous memories of loving to shop and now I teach other women how to shop. So I have found that most women, well, I shouldn't say most, more than I would anticipate, do not like shopping. And that came as a big surprise to me because I love shopping for, well, just about anything, especially going to the grocery store. I love going antiquing. In fact, that for me is therapy sometimes. You know, when you're having a bad day, I love to just go through, walk through anthropology because it's just such a, I don't know, all your, it's like so many senses are fulfilled. It smells good. It looks beautiful. I like to go, even if I don't buy anything, just go stroll through there, smell the candles, try on all the hats. I especially love their housewares and just go and marvel at their window displays. It's always so beautifully put together. So that's one of my little, you know, stress relievers. And, you know, shopping doesn't always have to mean spending lots and lots of money. So that's a great way to just go stroll through relax. I also love to go to Fresh Market. Some days I will go into, yes, Fresh Market, the grocery store. (laughs) I'll go walk in there. You're greeted with all the beautiful flowers and then they have coffee. So I'll get a little tiny little cup of coffee. And normally I don't drink caffeine, believe it or not, but I'll get a little cup of coffee, usually a flavor, which I'm normally not a flavored girl, but I'll walk through with my little cup of black caffeinated flavored coffee and just sip that and smell that and just stroll. I don't know. I could do that all day long. It's just one of my things. I don't do it very often, but it's a definitely very much a treat for me. So now this week is a little bit crazy for me. I am actually getting ready to celebrate my daughter graduating from high school tomorrow. 
I know by the time you listen to this, she will have graduated and she will have also turned 18, which is kind of crazy to believe that my firstborn child, that it seems like just yesterday she was a baby. She is 18. She's got her first car. She's working as a lifeguard this summer. She's just living the life. And she's been through a really, really, really difficult few years. And it's just it just warms my heart to know that she is graduating, which <laughs> it's been a struggle through COVID and some other personal things that have been going on. It's been a challenging, challenging year for her. So I just celebrate her today and this entire month and look forward to seeing her walk across the stage. And then on Monday, she turns 18. So hard to believe, but I am I am so grateful. So today, let's talk about shopping. I want to help you learn to love shopping. Now, not everybody's going to be the kind of person that wants to go shopping at any given chance. But when you can learn to at least enjoy the experience, you're going to do it more often. And I'm not trying to turn you into a shopaholic here, although, you know, we we certainly encourage you to, to do more shopping at Style Finder. But What I do want to encourage you to do is shop more frequently than you do if you don't like it. If you put it off and you avoid it like the plague and you only shop when you have to, mm, that's probably working against you and it could be sabotaging your wardrobe. In fact, I invite you, go back and listen to episode nine where I talk about what kind of shopper are you? And I go through all the different types of shoppers and their pros and their cons. And it really helps you to understand how some of your habits might be working for you or working against you. Now, shopping is something that we all need to do, right? We all need to wear clothes. We all need to get dressed. And it is just a part of life. But I have found that women who do not enjoy shopping don't do it unless they have to. Sometimes, and I talk about this in my in episode nine with what kind of shopper are you? Sometimes women are what I call the desperate shopper, and they wait until the absolute possible last minute. They pull up to a boutique, they grab an outfit, they put it on right there in the fitting room, and then they walk out to go to dinner, to a job interview, true story, to a wedding. To I mean, literally. <laughs> I have seen it all, and it amazes me how how many women wait until the last possible moment. And what happens then is that I just can't imagine how you can possibly show up at your event feeling confident, feeling put together, and so it really undermines your confidence, and it creates so much stress. So when I say I want to help you learn to love shopping, I want you to feel confident and relaxed about the whole experience. I want you to be able to walk in and know, hey, I've got this. But what I have found is that so many women don't like shopping because they feel overwhelmed. Literally, they walk into a store, they don't really know what they need, and so they walk in They get a little bit overwhelmed. Maybe the salespeople are a little too pushy or they don't see anything they really like or there's nothing familiar. And guess what? They go to look for another pair of black pants or another black t-shirt or top or white blouse 
Basically, they go to the basics. Yes, I just said basically, they go to the basics. <laughs> but what happens is when they get back to their closet, they realize, oh, I've already got 20 pairs of black pants. I really did not need another one. Or I've got 10 white shirts already. And I don't wear white shirts that often. So it's habit, it's comfort, and it needs to stop. Because basically you're collecting the same thing. And that's how you, you know, that's one way to get stuck in a rut is you never branch out. You never try anything new, which if you want to branch out and try something new, I invite you go back and listen to my podcast from last week about getting out of a COVID style slump, because those tips will help you to bust out of a style, a COVID style slump, or just a rut whenever that's episode number 14. So go listen to that one too. So shopping, shopping can be such a wonderful, wonderful experience. But when you go and, and when you don't know what you need and you don't have a plan, it can work against you. So I have seven great tips that will help you to learn to enjoy shopping and hopefully even love it. You ready? Now I encourage you Don't jump the gun. Shopping can be fun, but I want you to do your homework. There is some pre-work that is involved, but it can set you up for success. It's like doing your homework in school, right? You go to class, you learn what you need to know, and then you have homework so you can put it into practice. And that's what I want you to do. I want you to do your homework so you can put these tips into practice And so you can really go deep and understand what you need and understand how to shop, how to make it work for you. So tip number one, make a list. Make a list. I want you to start by going through your closet and ask yourself, where are there quote unquote holes? Where are the gaps in your wardrobe? Are you missing key basics? Do you need do you need a new pair of black pants? If all of yours are pilled or they're falling apart or they don't fit anymore, maybe you do. Do you need a great fitting pair of jeans? Now, jeans are one area that I find a lot of clients come in and they're wearing their mom jeans or they're wearing their frumpy jeans from 10 years ago and they are not flattering. Not flattering. So, I encourage you, update your jeans, I would say, every year. In fact, especially with jeans as ubiquitous as they are now. Now, I'm not going to digress. I will talk about jeans in another episode. We're not going to digress on jeans today. But ask yourself, what are the basics that I need? Think about what you wear on a daily basis. If you wear jeans a lot, maybe you need several pairs of jeans. If it's the summer and you stay home, maybe you need more shorts. Maybe you need more dresses or more separates. Whatever it is, I want you to really understand what's missing in my wardrobe. And here's a great tip. If you can't look at your closet and automatically name, you know, five things that you need to add, I invite you to put a journal or put a piece of paper or post-it note or something in your closet or near your closet. And when you go to get dressed, what is the one item you wish you had? I did that, I remember starting to do that years and years ago, and that really, really helped me. Because I, w- I remember going to pull out this uh, sage green dress, 
And I put it on and I thought, wow, if only I had the right jacket to go with it. Well, I didn't have any jacket that worked with it because it was just, it was a strange color that um, I hadn't worn a lot. And just the, the way the cut was, I needed something a little bit specific, which, you know, we'll talk about one hit wonders another day. It was kind of a one hit wonder, but it was one of those pieces that I loved. And I had these shoes that matched perfectly that were amazing, but I needed a great third layer. Well, second layer in this case, because it was a dress, I needed a great jacket or cardigan. And so that was one of the first things that went on my list because Not only would it go with that dress, but I realized the type of jacket that I wanted would actually go well with a couple of skirts I really, really liked, a couple of other dresses that I had, maybe even a pair of jeans. So that went on my list. And then I realized, you know what? I had a lot of tanks that had some kind of print or pattern, but I did not have a lot of solid tanks. And I needed them to layer under jackets. I love jackets. I love the power of the third layer. And so I needed pieces that I could easily layer underneath my jackets that weren't print. You know, especially I was shooting a lot of video at the time. And, you know, sometimes when you do a lot of prints, you know, for TV appearances or whatever, it just prints can be a little crazy. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. But I just, I needed some solids. And I knew I needed a couple of great skirts. I needed some basic shoes. So anyway, et cetera, et cetera. You get the idea. But I want you to ask yourself, what am I missing? Maybe it's not clothes you need. Maybe what you need are colorful accessories. Maybe you need new lingerie. Maybe you need new socks. Or you know, think about the small things. Tank tops, layering tanks. I find a lot of my clients are missing those. So make your list. And it doesn't have to be a once and done. You can have an ongoing shopping list so that you always know what you need. And what happens is when you find a boutique, maybe you find yourself with a little free time, you're strolling around North Hills after dinner, you and a friend or you and your husband or you by yourself duck into a boutique and oh my gosh, there just happens to be one of the items on your list. Well, that's when you snap it up. And that's when shopping gets to be fun. That's when it just becomes easy and effortless because you've done your homework. So if you don't do anything else, I encourage you make a list. All right, number two, three is the magic number. Now, let me tell you why. Three is the magic number for a lot of reasons. But if you find yourself being tempted by something that's a great deal, I want to encourage you. Ask yourself, do I love it? And can I make three new outfits with it? If the answer is yes, you are good. If the answer is no, I want you to rethink it. Because if you can't make three outfits with it, then eh, might not be the right thing for you. So think about when you're shopping, when you find something you love and you think, oh my gosh, I cannot live without that. If you feel like it's going to be an integral part of your wardrobe and it easily fits in, you think, okay, I can wear this with my um, blue pants. I can wear this with my green dress. I can wear this with my white jeans. If you know you can make three outfits with it, done. That's a done deal. And you love it. If you're not sure, maybe you're buying a few other pieces that it works with and between what you're buying and what you already have, you can make three outfits. That's still a go. 
But three is the magic number. Honestly, if it's something that's more of an investment piece, something you're spending more money on, I encourage you do at least 10 outfits. And if you can't, you can still justify it if you love it and you know you'll wear it a lot. Three is the magic number. Number three, get the munchies. Now, one thing I have seen happen over and over and over is women get excited. They go out, they go shopping, maybe a salesperson or their personal shopper or their style coach is shopping with them and they have a lot of clothes to try on. I have been shopping with a client before who in the middle of the session confessed, oh, I forgot to eat breakfast and her blood sugar gets low. She starts to fade. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're in the middle of the fitting room. I have pulled all these clothes for you from all over the store. Fortunately, I always have protein bars with me. Almost always. My preference, I like the Think Creamy Peanut Butter. My favorite. And I usually eat like half at a time. So I almost always have at least a half of one of those in my purse. But when you set out, make sure you are well-fueled and well-hydrated. Grab an energy bar, take some nuts, take a bottle of water. Because the last thing you want is to be in the middle of your shopping session, especially if you're power shopping, and you feel like you're starting to fade. You don't want to have to put everything away, go grab a meal, come back, and find that the sales staff has put all the clothes that we worked hard to pull back. That's not good. I mean, worst case scenario, have the salesperson hold everything for you and then take a break and come back if you need to. But make sure that she does hold those. But better yet, be prepared. Plan your shopping after you've had a good meal. And be sure to take snacks and water with you. It sounds so simple, but I have seen more times than not when women don't take care of themselves that it ruins the shopping experience. Now, personally, I am such a healthy eater. I, and I do eat every couple of hours to, I sometimes struggle with some adrenal issues. So it works better for me to eat, you know, every two or three hours. So I've always got nuts, I've always got snacks, I've always got something with me. So that may not be the case for you, but you know, be prepared anyway. Number four, know thyself. Know what styles flatter your body best and stick with them. Don't be afraid to try something new, but if you've learned that a certain cut doesn't work on your body type, steer clear of it. And stick with cuts that enhance your assets and enhance your body. Now, this is where I want to encourage you, whether you work with me personally, whether you find some of our resources in the podcast or on the website, I want you to know what are your best colors? What are your signature silhouettes? What is your style? Now, If you are interested in working with me personally, I would absolutely love that. I work with clients all over the world and I work virtually to help you understand your best colors, your face shape, your body type, your personal scale, your personal style. That is what I call the Style Finder 101 Foundation and in my opinion is what all women should know. Because when you know that, you're not wondering, does this color work for me? What cut do I wear? You know your signature silhouettes. You know, hey, I always wear V-necks. In fact, it's you know, it's funny. I took my daughter Ivy shopping recently. We did. We I wanted to buy her some things for graduation for her birthday, and so we did the full experience. We 
went in um, to uh, the mall and found a great store that she loved. And she she has a really good sense of her style. She knows what she likes. She knows what she doesn't like. And she knows, in fact, it's kind of intuitive. You know, I, I do this with my clients all the time, but we talk about your face shape and what's right for you. And she knows that V-necks are not right for her. So she stays away from them. That's great because she's got a very, very round face shape. And when she wears a V-neck, it just doesn't look right. It might be right for her body type, but it's not right for her face shape. And it just makes her feel weird. And so I pulled, I think I pulled a V-neck or two and she's like, mom, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. So, but this is what helps you weed out. You can easily look at something and bypass it because it's not right for you. You're not wasting time on it. And then you can zero in and say, okay, my style, like my style finder ID is dramatic, romantic, and sporty. I know I don't need to be shopping at Talbot's. I don't need to be shopping at some of these more classic stores. They're great for a lot of my clients, but that is not my style. Not that I couldn't find anything in there because, you know, whatever your style is, you can always find basics, but that in essence, isn't really going to be the right store for me. Now, nothing against Talbot's. I love Talbot's, but it's just not my style. So when you know yourself, when you know what colors are right for you, you know what styles and cuts flatter your body, that is key. Now, if you aren't sure, there are five questions you can ask yourself. If you go back and listen to podcast number four, the five F's of shopping, those questions will help you know if you're standing in the fitting room, you know, how, how do I know if it's right for me? Well, go listen to the five F's of shopping and that will help you to know exactly what you need. Actually, go print out the show notes, keep it in your purse. Ask yourself those five questions over and over and over. Because Ask yourself that in your closet too when you go to get dressed because that will make a difference. Number five, color is key. Now, I talked a little bit about that in number four, but color is key. And I encourage you to know what colors are your most flattering tones. Color is the first thing people notice about you. And when they see you and they're like, whoa, that color on you is amazing. It lights you up. In fact, I saw somebody at one of the events I did uh, this past weekend. We had a wine woman in style um, art in the garden painting party. And one of the women who showed up, she had on this beautiful, beautiful pale blue shirt. And it was about the same color as her eyes. And I told her, I said, I don't know if you have any idea if that is one of your best colors, but it is. And you should wear it more often. It is what I would call her eye enhancer. If you follow me, you know what that means. But it's basically the same color as her eyes. And what happens is her eyes were riveting. They were magnetic. They lit up beautifully. And that is amazing. But when you understand, oh, I know that blues are good for me. I'm going to really focus on blues. When you know what your color capsule is. In fact, I have another podcast talking about your um, your fabulous five-color capsule. I feel like I'm referencing all my podcasts, but I really do want you to go back and listen to all these podcasts because in each one, I really try to give you good foundational information that can build on each other so that you understand and you build your own foundation in your knowledge, in your style, in your wardrobe, but when you know what colors are right for you, this is where 
you can steer clear of black if it's not your best color. And ladies, I hate to break it to you, but I tell probably 90% of my clients that black is not your best color. I know it's a bummer, but you know, I'm going to, I'm in another episode. I'm going to tell you how to wear it, how to make it work for you and not against you. But right here, I'm going to tell you, understand what your best colors are. And if you have no idea, if you have no clue what colors are good for you, look at your personal coloring. What color are your eyes? What color is your hair? What color is your skin tone? And wear colors that are similar to that. That's a great place to start. No matter what your coloring is, the colors that look the best on you are the colors that are right for your hair color, your skin color, and your eye color. That's what I look at as a style coach. There are so many great ways to play up what's already on your body. Don't try to work so hard against it. And don't look at somebody who's got the opposite coloring and try to wear what they're wearing. It's not going to work for you. Now, I can do an entire day's worth of episodes on just color, but I will just leave you with the fact that if you would like to have a personal color analysis, DM me. I will put my information in the show notes. I would love to set up an appointment with you. I do. I have a full color program that I use. It is all scientifically based. It is computer based and it is really a fabulous system. It's been around for a very long time and not a lot of people use the system I use, but it's, um, it's a good one. Very, very good one. Now, number six, mix high end and low end. Now, shopping can be a fun game, and shopping in a variety of stores helps you to create a look that's all your own. You can mix items from Saks with something you found at a consignment shop or TJ Maxx to great effect, and nobody will ever guess or really care even how much or how little you paid for it because they're just going to know you look great. Plus, that's how you put your own personal stamp on your look. And that's where shopping can be fun. You know, when you are shopping and you find something and you're like, oh my gosh, that's so Christine or that's so Brenda. You see something that's so much like somebody and it doesn't matter if it's, you know, at the dollar store or if it's at the, at at something expensive, what matters is it stands out for all the right reasons. And when you can have fun with shopping and put things together that are a bargain and put things to put them together with something that's an investment. That's how you create your own mix. Now, one of the fastest ways to look matronly or look tired or look boring is to shop at the same store over and over and over. Now, I will say this if it's a department store or stores like Style Finder that carries a lot of different brands, it's fine. And I'm not just saying that for because it's my store, but when you shop at a store that maybe it's their own label, like Chico's, I love Chico's. They have some great things, but when you're head to toe in Chico's all the time, every day, it starts to look and feel a little boring. And so what if you took some of your Chico's pieces and paired them with something that maybe you found at Saks or something that maybe you found at TJ Maxx? And mixed it up. You threw in some great jewelry. Maybe you found it Style Finder. Or maybe that has been a family heirloom. 
or you bought at a flea market. It really doesn't matter where you get something. What matters is that, you know, it's quality, it is right for you, and that you love it. I'm not telling you necessarily to to go cheap on everything because there is a place to go cheap and there is a place to spend more money. But what I am encouraging you to do is don't discount something just because of the price tag. I have found fabulous things at Ross, at Target, at Old Navy. It's not necessarily where I'm going to go spend the bulk of my clothing budget, but when you can find maybe that one little accessory or the perfect belt to wear with something, maybe you just need something for one outfit, something that's fun. That's where you put a little twist on it. And you can actually find some really good, simple basics, camisoles, tank tops for not a lot of money. You don't need to spend $100 on a layering tank. You can, but you don't need to. We've got some great layering takes at StyleFinder that, you know, are anywhere from $18 to $32. They're great. They're durable. They serve the purpose. They feel fantastic. And they're not such an investment. But I'm going to tell you a secret. Even the most fashionable ladies mix high-end with low-end. And that is where the magic happens. All right, number seven, you ready to put it all together? We're going to bring it all home by creating a wardrobe strategy or a wardrobe blueprint. That's right. Your core pieces are the ones that I want you to invest in, but seasonal trends are where you can get away with going cheap, just like I talked about a few minutes ago. Trendy items will not have the longevity of the classic items in your closet. So I want to encourage you, do a cost per wear analysis of what you're buying. Say if you're at Old Navy and you see a great belt on sale for five bucks, are you going to wear it? Do you have one outfit it's going to look good with? How many times are you going to wear it? If you wear it two or three times and it's $5, then, you know, that's what, $2 a wear? Eh, not not too bad. But if if it's something that you're going to wear a lot, then, you know, it's totally a bargain. But sometimes all you need is that little something for that one special outfit and you're never going to wear it again. So think about cost per wear. And so for cost, cost per wear analysis, I want you to divide the price of the item by the number of times you think you'll wear it in a year. For example, if you pay $30 for a dress, but you only wear it twice, that's $15 per wear. But if you find one you love for $300 and you wear it a hundred times over the course of three years, that's $3 a wear. And so this is where I want you to really think about being strategic, being strategic about where are you going to invest. And typically investment items are going to be your core items, which are least memorable and most neutral. Black pants, for instance, a camel trench coat, you know, a gorgeous pair of loafers, a beautiful handbag, typically something that's neutral. Now, once you get your bases covered and then you want to invest in in something else that's a pop of color that maybe you're not going to wear as much, great. I'm all for it. But cover your bases first. Get your core items figured out and then bring in each season what I call your accent items. These are the things, print, color, pattern, texture. They are more memorable. And they're also the kind of thing that you're not going to wear probably as much. Say if you buy a pair of coral jeans. We had some great coral jeans in the store this season. So you get a beautiful pair of coral jeans. Well, coral jeans are more memorable than a dark wash denim. 
and they're going to stand out. And so <laughs> a dark wash denim, theoretically, you could wear those five days in a row and nobody's going to notice. They're going to notice what you put with them. They're going to notice your great top or your jewelry or your shoes, but they're not necessarily going to remember the jeans. But coral jeans, mm, those are going to stand out a little bit more. Somebody might wonder if you wear those five days in a row, if you just don't have time to do your laundry. They just might be wondering. And because they're more memorable, they do stand out. They are going to remember those jeans. So that's a good way to think about it. The more noticeable it is, often the less you want to spend on it because you're not going to wear it as much. Now, just a rule of thumb. You do you. You do things how you would like to. But whatever that is, have a strategy. Have a strategy that works for you because, you know, you run out, you find something that's fabulous, you blow your whole budget on one or two items, and then what's left? Maybe you're missing some core basics, but you've got these great, cool new pieces. But unless you're going to wear those every day, maybe that was not money well spent. So think about it. Be strategic. Don't be impulsive. And it's not to say that you can't ever be impulsive, but when you have a strategy with built-in flexibility that allows you to be impulsive and to bring in things that you fall in love with, know what that price point is. Know what's going to work for you. All right, ladies. So my top seven tips for why women hate shopping and how you can learn to love it. Number one, make a list. Most women dislike shopping because they have no idea what they need. When you can make a list and understand where the gaps are in your wardrobe, that's half the battle. Knowing what you need is half the battle. So go through your closet, ask yourself, what am I missing? What could I bring in here that would make so many new outfits? Add that to your list and keep an ongoing list. It's not a one and done. Number two, three is the magic number. When you are tempted by something that's a great deal, or even if it's not a great deal, you should be able to make at least three outfits with it. Number three, get the munchies. Fuel up, have breakfast, have lunch, be well hydrated, take some water, take some nuts, take some trail mix, take an energy bar, whatever you need to give you sustenance so that you're not tempted to make a bad decision if you're feeling lightheaded or you don't rush out of the store in frustration because you're about to keel over. Don't sabotage your shopping trip. Number four, know thyself. Know what styles flatter your body and stick with them. Don't be afraid to try something new, but if you've learned that a certain cut does not work on your body type, steer clear of it and focus on what does. Number five, color is key. Know what colors are your most flattering tones. These will make you look your best and enhance your natural coloring. Number six, mix high end with low end. This is where I don't want you to be a fashion snob. Fashion is available at all price points and there is a place for it all in your wardrobe. Number seven, have a strategy. Know where you're going to invest and know where you're going to go cheap. Be sure you have your core basics and your accent items that bring in color, print, pattern, texture, that keep your wardrobe current. 
this is going to make a difference. So ladies, I hope you loved these tips today. If you did, I encourage you to leave me a five-star review and write and tell me what you loved. Take a screenshot of this episode, DM me on Instagram, send it to me. Let me know what you liked. Let me know your feedback. Let me know what action item you're going to take today to learn how to love shopping, or if you already love shopping, to tweak your shopping habits so they can work for you and not against you. Now, I would love to have you follow me over at Instagram at style by Mary Michelle, and that's Michelle with one L, and I will see you next time. Have a beautiful day. Thanks for tuning in to Style by Mary Michelle, where women come to get dressed in seven minutes or less. If you enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave me a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Style by Mary Michelle and shop our boutique at shopstylefinder.com for the best in upscale casual apparel. Better yet, if you're in the Raleigh area, come see us. We're located in the North Hills Shopping Center, the premier shopping district in Midtown Raleigh. For details and links mentioned in this episode, be sure to see the show notes. Have a beautiful week. Thank you.